Do you have your family's support? Answers to that question vary from yes to no to sometimes to depends. Answers to that question can also be given by smiles or frowns. Tears or sighs. In fact, looking at some of your faces, I can see some answers to that question. But what of our Lord? Did he have his family's support? (coughs) To answer that question, we have to take a closer look at the appointed reading from St. Mark. And this is just chapter 3 in St. Mark's Gospel. So Jesus has just started his ministry. And yet already he has made a splash upon the scene of first century Israel. Preaching with power. Curing the incurable, evicting demons faster than you can spell exorcism. Actually, I don't know if anyone can spell exorcism. (laughs) Stepping on the sanctity of the Sabbath. And the people stuff themselves around him in great swarming crowds. The religious leaders debate his religiosity. The political leaders fear his popularity. He is, if you will, Jesus His picture is on the front cover of Time Magazine, first century edition. (laughs) And amidst this steaming, boiling pot of expectations, Jesus and his disciples come to his home turf. And they have zero personal space. They didn't even have time to have a kosher uh, hamburger from McDonald's. (laughs) Now, if eating a kosher hamburger from McDonald's sounds good to you, say yummy. If it sounds gross, say ew. So finally, some of this boiling water and the steaming pot of expectations, it spills over, and some of the religious leaders from the big city have come, and they accuse Jesus of casting out demons. They believe he can cast out demons. But they accuse him of doing it not by the power of God, but by the power of Satan. Here enters Jesus' family, with the intent of supporting him, No. Encouraging him. No. Listening to him. No. The scripture tells us very clearly. Do you hear it? The very start of the lesson, verse 21. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he's gone out of his mind. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he has gone out of his mind. Jesus' family have come, in the words of one biblical commentator, to, quote, end the circus. So it may well be that Jesus' family was also persuaded that Jesus had gone bonkers, that Jesus had gone out of his mind. Now, just think about it for a second. Many of you are, are mothers and grandmothers. Imagine if one of your grandkids or kids called you up and said, Nan, Grandma, Mom... I've discovered really good news. I'm the savior of the world. Might you be tempted to respond in a way other than, oh, isn't that nice, sweetie? (laughs) Well, be that as it may, finally word pushes through the crowd, and someone spills the beans to Jesus and says, your mother and your brother and sisters are outside asking for you. Eh? The Canadian is in the green there. 
Now, Jesus doesn't say, oh, okay, I'll be right out. He doesn't say, well, tell them it's going to be a while. He doesn't even say, you know, I'm going to be here for a long time, so go get them some Tim Hortons. Jesus doesn't say anything like that. In fact, what he says is very peculiar. What he says is very startling. Looking at the people around him, presumably his disciples, he says this, Who are my mother and my brothers? Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. So, did Jesus have the support of his family? Well, it depends what definition of family you were using. At this point, his biological family had serious reservations. And yet his spiritual family was on board. Author, newspaper columnist, and theologian, Father Ron Rollheiser, Rollheiser, has some very provocative things to say about this passage. Quote, By saying this, Jesus has not distanced himself from his natural mother, Mary, since she is in fact among all the people around him, the one who most has done the will of God. But what Jesus is doing is redefining what makes for family, for home, for homeland. Normally we define family by blood ties, common ancestry, ethnicity, language, skin color, gender, nationality, or geography. Blood, we say, is thicker than water. But according to Jesus, the waters of baptism and faith are thicker than even blood. A shared faith, more than a shared blood, ethnicity, language, skin color, religion, gender, geography, is what makes for family. Faith is ultimately what gives you a home, a homeland, a nationality, a mother tongue, a skin color, and a family that is lasting. End of quote. That's startling. If you think that's provocative, say amen. Now for a joke. Mr. and Mrs. Brown had two sons, and they named one son Trouble, and the other son they named Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> and uh, these were just young boys, and so one day they decided that they uh, would play hide-and-go-seek. So Trouble hid, while Mind Your Own Business counted to 100. Mind Your Own Business gets to 100. He goes all through the house, all to the usual places that one would look. He can't find his brother. Goes in the backyard, it's not in the spaces there. So finally, he goes out onto the street, mind your own business, in the neighborhood, and all the cars are there, and he starts looking inside the cars and going underneath them. Well, finally, at this point, an officer with RCMP notices him and comes up to him and says, What are you doing? I'm playing a game. What's your name? Mind your own business. Are you looking for trouble, kid? Why, yes, I am. <laughs> Those who follow Jesus will find themselves in trouble. Like teacher, like student. And those that follow Jesus will find themselves a new family, a spiritual family. Now, this doesn't mean that we are to abandon our families of origin, our blood relatives, or not to invest in them. Though for some people, they feel like their family abandoned them, or they've never really had any connections with their family. So it's a challenge. But for a lot of us, Jesus' great commandment to love God and love neighbor must first start at home, if it is to walk across the street and around the world 
Jesus' version of family values, while certainly inclusive of the idea of healthy and strong and faithful marriages, and certainly inclusive of the idea of raising children well, pushes our definition and our boundary of what we usually think of as family to an expansive one. In other words, it's not enough for me, it's not enough for you just to focus on your own by blood or affinity. Because if you're a follower of Jesus, it's been very clearly laid out for us. Whoever does the will of God is your sister, your brother, and your mother. And therefore you should treat them accordingly. And for those who feel that they really never had a family, this is good news because you can have a close family in Christ. Now, 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 whether your local church and mine really lives up to this high ideal of spiritual family is for another sermon for another time. But Jesus has made it very clear to us his wider notion of family and has invited us into that notion. So whether or not you have, or whether I have, our biological family's support in our lives of faith or anything else, we do have the support of our Lord. And when you embrace that reality, or when you allow that reality to embrace you, perhaps with the help of a good spiritual fitness routine, that will make all the difference. Amen. Amen.